Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real! Ricky Hatton the world! How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Welcome back to the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. This is our Raw Reaction Show. Now, it's the second Raw Reaction Show in the space of as many weeks. And the reason for that, of course, as you know by the title of the episode, Eubank Jr. versus Ben is off. It is off. Connor Ben has failed that drugs test many weeks ago as well, which is something we're going to certainly speak about and and certainly going to get us ranting about. He fails the drug test... He's been found with a masking agent in that sample, which generally means that he's been taking some sort of performance-enhancing drug. Now, there's been a lot of umming and ahhing over the past 24 hours. I mean, how do you describe the past 24 hours? To me, it's like a complete skid mark on the sport, isn't it, Johnston? It really is. Um, yeah, um, do you know what? First and foremost, I think um, it's a good thing the fight's been called off. It keeps the integrity of the sport in one place, and, and in one piece, I should say, and... Um, I think it's something that needed to be done. Um, the last thing we needed to do was have a situation where this fight continued under a different commission, which I believe the Luxembourg Commission was looked at, although sort of Eddie's come out and said that that was not, that was not going to happen. It was only ever going to be the British Boxing Board of Control. If they were not going to prohibit it, then therefore the fight weren't going on. But it keeps the sport, it, it keeps its integrity because the last thing we needed was these two guys going in the ring and something bad happening. And, um, you know, it's a long shot, maybe. Who knows? Maybe not. Um, Someone could have got really badly hurt and then we're looking at something completely different. Um, So it was absolutely the right thing to do to call this fight off. And, you know, I've made you know, no no bars about it before. I've, I've You know, this fight wasn't the sort of fight that I felt needed to happen now anyway, Sean. So I'm a bit with Colin Hart. I heard Colin Hart the other day saying he didn't really want the fight. And to be honest, I'm sort of with him. So I'm going to read out a tweet from Carl Frampton which he said only three hours ago today and he put Eubank Jr. was boiling down to a weight he hasn't been close to in years with a contracted rehydration clause against a fighter that tested positive for a PED yet people still try to make it happen let that sink in. It's a very good tweet from Carl Frampton. He has been known to actually put some uh, common sense out there sometimes and that tweet alone is just sums up what was going on, really. The fact that people, i.e. the promoters, Eddie Hearn, the Sauerland brothers, were trying to keep this fight on. 
And given the circumstances, yeah, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Given the circumstances, Johnston, it's a disgrace. You think about what could have happened if Eubank Jr. got in that ring and he got injured and, God forbid, he died as a result of injury Mm -hmm. sustained in the ring because Conor Ben in the other corner has been taking performance-enhancing drugs and has increased his strength, his stamina, everything that maybe Eubank Jr. wasn't going to be anticipating and, as Kyle Frampton rightly said, was weight-drained and had to rehydrate very quickly to get back in the ring at a normal weight. That causes such an effect on the body and we talked about this previously and I talked about it when I was riding solo on the episode at the start of the week when I was talking about like how much of a deficit that can have. I mean, you've seen boxers, you've seen MMA fighters, what they have to do to shed them last two or three pounds sometimes on fight week. It's absolutely ludicrous that you know, potentially this fight was still going to go ahead. And, and you're right, the integrity of the sport is already damaged because of drugs cheats being allowed to get away with things. And then the fact that the promoters were still trying to push this fight forward is utterly disgraceful. And it just kind of links in with what we were saying on the last ranting episode last week when we were talking about, in particular, you, Johnson, was talking about like how the promoters are all just in it for money and they don't really care about the fighters. This is just another... <laughs> it's just another moment, isn't it? That just proves them points yet again. Oh, mate. Um, absolutely. Uh, it sort of makes me feel quite happy because I don't like promoters. I never have. And, you know, how many times have we seen it? You know, boxers do all the hard work. You know, they, they take all the punches. They come away from the ring. Many of them slurring their words, living off of benefits. But yet the promoters have no bruises, nothing but yet they walk away with endless amounts of cash. It's not fair. And that's what I've always said and always feel the same with that. And uh, and I believe that Big Eddie Earn, once again, has proven he, he's contradicted himself this week by uh, someone managed to find an old, um, one of his old videos where he's out there sort of saying Vardas this and how great Vardas is and if you, you can't be failing this drugs test. And yet he's doing his utmost to keep this fight on. And then also saying the fact that because it happened weeks ago. Now, this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, I've looked at sort of some information on, on Comid or Clomid, whatever you sort of the short term for the drug that has been discovered in Ben Connor's, Connor Ben's uh, system. And, you know, the fertility drug is popular among male dopers, especially in uh, uh, baseball, apparently. A guy, the Mets bat boy, uh, Kirk Radomonski apparently used to have a stash of Clomid in his little sack while he was taking his uh, steroids because what's what it does is it masks the fact that he was on steroids. That's the whole point of that drug. Um, a doctor, uh, Dr. Gary Wadler, an associate professor of medicine in New York University and a member of the anti-doping agency, said that Clomid is a red flag, saying, hello, what's wrong with this? He also said that why is a male taking this drug? In this context, there is no legitimate reason, only illegitimate reason. Um, so basically he's saying that it, it's a masking drug and we're not saying for 100% that Conor Ben has been taking other drugs, but the fact of the matter is, why would he be taking this drug in particular, this fertile drug that's mainly used by females so they it can help them get pregnant? For a male, it can help increase your your semen, the amount of semen, so you can help yourself with uh, fertility. But then there is it, there's there's been um, studies 
that suggests that it is not 100%. Sometimes it can reduce your sperm count. So therefore, those studies are inconclusive. Men really can only take it. Doctors can give it to you as well. I mean, it is possible a doctor could have given it an off-label uh, drug. and But that would have been a discussion he would have had with his GP and then they would have had to write a letter to Vada to say that he was taking his drug. And I'm guessing none of that come about. Like, I think the what I'm trying to say here is it doesn't look good on Conor Ben whatsoever. And it it seems to me like he was using that drug to mask up the fact that he was using others. You know, there was a doctor that he works with or claimed to work with Connor Ben. I think his name was Dr. Usman and he goes by Dr. Oz on uh, on social media. All his accounts are gone. Literally every account that he has on social media has just been, he's removed it or it's been suspended. And a mm. lot of people was trying to point that out as well there was people calling that guy out and you know i'd see this guy actually follows us on social media he actually followed our podcast a long time ago you know and i was quite interested to sort of see what he was doing at the time and you know what he was a doctor in and you know he's been affiliated with certain fighters and do you know the other fighters is associated with tyson fury is one of them so the fact mm. that he's gone off social media completely gone into the dark after this happens screams a lot and, and a lot of people are saying the same things about that so there's this person is he involved is he the reason why this test has come back the way it has you know has he mistimed something between him and connor i mean there's a lot of hard questions that connor ben's going to be facing now and he's adamant that he's a clean athlete very adamant that he's a clean athlete and it's going to be interesting to see what happens next as to how and if there is going to be any punishment as a result of this, because that's the other issue. You know, Eddie Hearn's chosen as and when he wants to enforce this issue of drugs cheats being banned. And like you said, someone was calling him out. Someone found a clip a few weeks ago uh, about this instance or an instance similar to this. The fighters should be banned. Simple as that. You know, he, he wasn't pulling any punches. But now when it comes down to this fight week, because he's got a huge investment involved in it, all of a sudden his opinion changes. I think the other thing to to remember as well is the fact that this test was found weeks ago. The results of this test was found weeks ago. The both parties, both fighters and the teams knew about this weeks ago. So why is it taken up until fight week for this then to come out and rear its ugly head? Why was it not cancelled weeks ago? Why was it not cancelled and why was it not investigated weeks ago? So that then if this fight was to happen, which they're saying it is going to happen, it's postponed, not cancelled then there would have been more chance that we might have got it before the end of the year as a result. But now, I don't think this is going to happen by the end of the year and possibly not even at all anymore. I mean, why would Eubank want to do this now? I mean, I know he does. He's, he's openly said he wants it. He wants to teach him a lesson and, you know, your, your schooling's going to have to wait a little bit longer. But at the end of the day... You know, you're the guy that is having to make this way, as Carl Frampton's rightly pointed out. You're the one that's going through all these loopholes to make sure that you get involved in a huge fight in your career and then the guy in the other corner has been taking performance-enhancing drugs quite evidently, regardless of what he's saying, it's quite clear he is because why would this all come out and why would there be masking agents being used and why would it be found in his tests? It's obvious what's mm -hmm. going on. It happened with Canelo and yeah, obviously people forgive and forget and move on in boxing and I know you never have with Canelo. As much as we can admire him for what he does in the sport, 
taking that aside, his legacy's always going to have that asterisk next to it. And Conor Bent is as now as well now. And you know what? It's funny as well. Chris Van Heerden, his last opponent, who mentioned on Twitter quite recently, I think it was yesterday, he said he's never, ever been put down the way he was put down against Conor Ben, even against other fighters like Boots Ennis and Errol Spence, was never able to put him down with clean shots, solid shots that hit him on the chin. But Ben hit him, puts him down and, and puts him out, doesn't he, in the fight that they had. And even he's yep. now starting to question it. So it is going to make a lot of people question the fights with him. And and something else, before I pass this back over to you, Johnston, something else that, that makes me sort of wonder you know, about why did he want to do this? Why has he took this risk? I don't know if you remember a few weeks, uh, not a few weeks, a couple of years ago when he he was involved in a fight, and I can't remember which fight it was off the top of my head, but I remember him doing a post-fight interview and and sort of talking about the fact that he'd had a really rough fight, and he mentioned in that interview that he wasn't, this, this possibly wasn't for him, as in the sport of boxing. You know, genuinely, I think that's the, that's probably one of the moments where he's opened his eyes and thought, maybe the only way for me to get to the sort of career that I'm expected to have because of my name is to do this, as in take performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, look, I think the fact is, is I think we've got to be careful in terms of the fact that, you know, you are innocent until proven guilty. You know, that, that is the, the motto, isn't it, really? Uh, in boxing, when someone's found to have something irregular in their system, we automatically assume they're cheating bastards. I think the fact of the matter is, and the reason why we do that, and the reason why we believe that is because, you know, for us that have been around the sport long enough and understand the sport of boxing, I think we'll be very naive to think that there are no fighters in boxing at the moment that do not take performance-enhancing drugs. You know, I've spoken to fighters, Sean, and you have, and and we've heard through the grapevine, current fighter or current fighter I spoke to, all right, a bit further on down the divisions, I'm not going to say his name, and I'm not going to say the other guy's name who's now retired, but two guys that said to me off record that they believe that there are many fighters and not that they've actually seen it, but there are very suspicious situations that they've witnessed that makes them believe that, well, they know that certain fighters are taking uh, drugs. And, and look, we've, we always, on our wish list, we always go through sort of our, our five things that can help this sport. And um, drug tests is one of them and making sure that fighters are tested regularly. And then if there is any irregularities, then they should automatically be suspended and banned. We're waiting on his B sample, obviously, for Connor. You know, we got we can't forget about Dillian White had an A sample that come through positive and then his B sample come back negative. And most of the time when that happens, we're not quite sure what happened, really, because most of the time they come back positive A or B. Um it's very rare you get the B coming back negative. Um, I suppose we've got to wait on that B sample before we jump to any conclusions, but it doesn't look good. I think the fact of what sort of drug it is, and since sort of it's come out and I've looked into it myself and seen that baseball and NFL players have predominantly used it and um, that this Clomid is a way of masking it. You know, it's, it is literally called a physical masking agent. And it's there to mask the fact that they've been using other drugs, more dangerous drugs. And for people to turn and say, yeah, it happened weeks ago. That's not right, because it means that he's been using this drug while training to fight Eubank. And whether he's used it to mask it and then it's flagged up and then therefore he's still coming in. He's still trained harder. And that is and the fact that 
as as Frampton said, as we've all said and noticed, and the reason why I didn't really feel that this fight should be going on in the first place was the fact that they forced it. It was actually very lazy promoting for me, for Eddie uh, Hearn. I, I really felt that the promoting was a lazy, lazy way for him to get a big fight and earn quick money. And in the way he went about this week, I weren't happy with. I'm not happy with promoters. I don't like him, and I'm never going to hide away from it. He's a sham, and I think he's a mug, to be quite honest with you. Big Eddie Hearn. You're a bellend. You're a prick. I don't like you for it. And and again, you know, these fighters that are clean, the ones that are out there, are out there. I think there's very few, but the ones out there that are trying to make it in this sport, you know, utmost respect for those guys. They step in the ring and they, they, they're willing to take punches. I think the other thing is, Sean, that people talk about athletics and, you know, runners that take drugs to run a quick time. I mean, you're competing with records. You're competing with yourself and you're letting yourself down. You're not actually going to physically harm anybody. For a fighter to do it, it's just so bad, mate. And you eventually, we've heard it many times, eventually someone will get killed. And, and if that is a situation, could you imagine if this fight had have gone on? As you said earlier, Conor Ben ends up killing Eubank. The question I put to you is that not fucking murder? Well, it's, it's at least manslaughter, isn't it? It's at least it worthy. It's worthy yeah. of a sentence in prison for that. I mean, people get put in prison for bleeding less. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like that—that's manslaughter to me. If that would have happened, I mean, touch wood, that never happens, and that never happens to any other fighters yeah, in the will, world of Sean, boxing. It will eventually. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but eventually, that's the only way we're going to actually get to a situation where we don't have promoters running around this week trying to get fights on when someone's flipping fouled a test. It's crazy. It is very crazy. You know, Connor, he's basically put on social media now. I am truly gutted that we were unable to make the fight happen on Saturday, and I'm sorry to everyone who has been affected by the postponement. I am still completely shocked and surprised by this, and it has been a tough couple of days. My team and I will consider the next options, including rescheduling the fight, but my immediate focus is on clearing my name because I am a clean athlete. It's hard, isn't it? You just want to scream bullshit, don't you? You just want to scream. Uh, but, That's bullshit. I mean, what, what, what could it be? I mean, the only other I read was uh, Brooke, Brooke Lesnar. I think he got done with this drug. He got suspended for a year and he said it was some sort of foot cream he put on that had clomid in or, or and it was an eye solution or something. But he still got banned for it. I don't know, mate. I've just not... I mean, look, in a way, I hope he does clean his name. Look, you know, I don't, I don't really want to be in a situation to see Connor have to be suspended. You know, if he's cheating, he needs to be suspended. You know, it's a dangerous sport at the end of the day. You need to be going on an even playing field. You can't be going in with performance-enhancing drugs. But it doesn't look good. You know, we've just got to wait for this B sample, mate. And then um, it, it's difficult to work out. Like, he can't even say, can he even say it's tainted meat? I mean, are we going to get that one? Go out of the bag. <laughs> no, this is worse. This is worse. This is an infertility drug. This is it what is. Women, women use yeah. to help themselves get pregnant when trying to... There's no to... excuse, <laughs> is there? <laughs> What's going on? What the hell's going on? This is like, but you know what? A precedent has been set. That precedent was set when Dillian White fought Oscar Rivas. And yep. that situation was eerily similar, if not very replicated to what's going on here now and this is the problem this is the problem when that was allowed to happen and both teams went ahead with a fight and the promoter i.e eddie hearn again involved with a fighter who is involved with drugs do you know this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous like i know there's a lot of people in this sport i know there's a lot of people that we know and I'm not going to name names, but they're very well connected right. with inside this sport. And, you know, a lot of them do say that pretty much, 
you know, 70, 80% of the big time fighters, the ones that are sort of marquee level fighters, the ones that are on pay-per-view fighters, like the Canelos, you know, the Conor Benz, the Chris Eubanks, not suggesting Eubanks doing this, by the way, but I'm just giving an example of sort of bigger time fighters. A lot of people believe that they're juicing. Like, there's loads of people. But then, again, it's hard because, like, we always look at, the accusations that go against Manny Pacquiao and we always talk about Pacquiao and you're always adamant and and I'm usually quite adamant with it that I I don't understand where it came from with him you know the question is was he just good at hiding it you know like one thing we do know is he put a lot of weight Weight, he put weights in his pocket as well. So, you know, that's the other aspect. He was adding more. So when you see some of his weights, you know, especially early in his career, from what I've heard, he, he used to put, he used to make it look like he put more weight on. So actually come in lighter. Well, there you go. I mean, there's a lot of fighters that's out there. One, yeah. There's a lot of fighters out there though, isn't there? Like that get accused of it. There's a lot of that are suspected to be on it, but it's just never proven. But the fact that he's had a sample come back on a Ben, I'm just, to be honest with you, I'm just shocked and I'm disappointed and I'm disappointed in him and the people Massive. around uh, people around him as well because, do you know, I know it's his ultimate responsibility to look after everything that goes into his body but, you know, fighters at this level do have people around them, nutritionists, they have coaches, they have people that are helping them reach peak physical performance every single one of them also should be accountable for this if it was a genuine mistake or you know if it wasn't then they're just cheaters as simple as that and the truth hopefully will come out in the end but I'm just disappointed because of the fact that Conor Ben was at a point of his career where he massively improved and now it makes you question it makes me question in particular like what was that improvement was that just him genuinely improving as a fighter or was that the performance enhancing drug aspect of it? We're never going to really truly know. And that that's the frustrating thing now, because we know he got to a certain point of his career where he was beating guys real easily, very handily, i.e. Van Herden and Chris Algieri in them particular fights, when these are the types of guys that had gone in with the likes of Errol Spences and Manny Pacquiao's of the world and weren't blown away the same way Conor Ben blows them away. So now when you look at it in hindsight... It really makes you start looking at it and go, the odds are stacking up against Ben here. They are, and um, I know people have said the dramatic uh, weight changing him and how much he was, you know, he's a 19-year-old at the end of the day, and what is he, 26 now? I mean, it, you, you get your man strength, I'm guessing, and, you know, you work hard in the gym, eventually you, there is going to be a change in your body. But I do remember listening once to Joe Gallagher and Joe Gallagher explaining how, you know, as a, as a trainer and how you look after your fighters and, and one thing that always stuck out with me is he said that, that, you know, they get the list every year of all the banned substances from UCAD, VADA. And, you know, you look at what you you explain to your fighter what they're putting in your body. And you've got to make sure you read all the blue, all the small print. And, you know, it can be quite difficult at times, but you do it and you make sure you keep up to date with that list. And as a trainer and a team around you, you make sure that there is nothing, absolutely nothing that is going to be on that list is going to match up. And the fact that he, he put it in that way, it's very transparent as well, you know. It's not like it's uh, this this list that no one fucking ever seen. You know, these guys know what they're taking. And and the fact is, you know, even if it was something to help him fertility-wise, again, there's, it's not like, it, it's, it's not an off-the-counter kind of drug. You know, this is the type of drug that you get after a long chat with your, your, your GP and then they need to put in a special... Um, bit of you know a letter to Vada to say look you know he, he he's taking this drug and it might show up. Nothing like that's happened. And and I think look the way Joe Gallo explained it once, I thought he sort of made me think that you know 
teams know it, they understand it, and I think there was an app as well. There's even an app, believe it or not, or some something of those lines. So, or something you can log into. So, there's no excuses. It's a good way to talk about this list of substances because I remember that particular interview that Joe Gallagher's referring to, and people give him a lot of shit, you know, for decisions that he makes with his fighters. But at least, you know, you don't see Joe Gallagher fighters getting called out for for issues with drugs because he's clearly on it when it comes to that. That's the thing. You know, you might see people calling him out for putting fighters in the ring with fighters that maybe shouldn't be in the ring with, maybe mismatches, but you don't really see people calling him out for stuff like that because at the end of the day, he's clearly on it when it comes to that. Whereas other teams are leaving it down solely to the responsibility of the fighter. And yeah, but obviously it's a big onus on the fighter to do it. But if you've got a team around you that are helping you with that, do you know, like if someone's looking after that nutrition side of things and supplement side of things, you're trusting them to do that job. You're paying them out of your camp money, out of the money you get for the fight, the purses and everything else that comes with it. You're paying them to look after you, to make sure you can get to your best performance ahead of the big fight of your life. And yet, if a mistake's been made, which is what I'm thinking the finger's going to be pointed at here, you know, someone's going to be held accountable for this. And I don't think it'll be Connor, even though he's probably the one that knew about it. Like, I'm just a bit suspicious about it. Obviously, I can't... It's hard for us to sit here and just go, well, he's this and he's that and he's this and he's that, because we don't really know the full ins and outs of everything just yet we know enough now from everything that has been released to know that it doesn't look good on his part and his team's part that this has happened and it also leaves a big asterisk against his name now and it also leaves an asterisk against them victories over Algerian Van Heerden in particular because now like I said earlier you start to wonder which of his victories was he juicing on and which was he weren't because you remember the fights you know he was having earlier on in his career and he was struggling like he was struggling in certain fights and yet this improved performance over the last two three years has been a joy to behold and it's got us excited as fight fans to see his progression we were talking about him fighting like a Keith Furman in the welterweight division as as (laughs) another great step up now it just feels like really who's gonna want to step in to the ring with someone who might be a drugs cheat might be proven completely to be a drugs cheat at some point down the line I know Eubank still wants it no matter what Eubank wanted it no matter what that's the thing he was saying in the interviews he's like he knows about it and they've known about it since around the 23rd of September that's the date that's been floating around today from many people within the sport is that the 23rd of September was the date that both parties was aware that there was an adverse finding so I don't understand why it's taking them two weeks to let it get to this point of the fight week to then this come out and completely tarnish what was going on if anything it makes the promoters and the teams look bad I mean I can understand why the Eubank camp wouldn't have said anything because legally it's not their responsibility to say something but the onus really falls on the promoter and the team around Conor Ben because surely if this happened two and a half weeks ago this fight should have been cancelled two and a half weeks ago. This should have been dealt with two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's like they've tried to just let it go under the radar, hoping that nothing will come out. And it was the Daily Mail that scooped it, that some journalist from the Daily Mail has obviously got this inside information and put it out there yesterday morning. And that's what's blew everything up. 
Do you just imagine if this wouldn't have happened, if that journalist wouldn't have got that information and posted it? This fight would still be going ahead. The British Boxer Con- Board of Control wouldn't have prohibited this fight. You know, they went to court apparently today to get an injunction and at the high court it was refused. Apparently it was refused. Eddie Hearn tried his hardest to get this fight to happen with the blessing obviously of the two teams involved and the two fighters involved. But still, the fact that he was willing to go to court, to that level of court, to try and get this fight on because of his own financial investments into this, it says all it needs to say about him as a promoter. It does, it does. And and do you know what the other thing is as well? Is that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it's about two, three weeks ago that you had old uh, Chris Eubank Sr. Right? sort of saying that he doesn't want his, he wants to cancel the fight, he wants to pull Eubank Jr. out because he's he's so worried about the weight draining aspect of things. And you wonder if he might have caught wind of something himself there to be saying that as well, actually. There might have been a knock-on effect for him to have come out and said that rather than people just getting asked. Stick him in a home or something. Has, has, hasn't about? he been checked in? Hasn't he been, hasn't he been checked into he, a mental hospital this week? So I think an, he has. That's another yeah. breaking story as well that we've not even mentioned, that he was checked into a mental hospital. Apparently, that, the information was released by another boxing outlet that had got that information from what they called a reliable source. And then, yet that information was out there, apparently where he was and where he was being treated and that appears to be uh, a true statement as well but it was the invasion of privacy element of it that I think people were getting pissed off about but the fact that he has had to check himself in it's obviously for a number of reasons his mental health has declined he's lost his son remember he's obviously lost one son he doesn't want to lose another son as a result of a fight in the ring. Remember what happened with him and Michael Watson? Of course, their memories must come flooding back to him ahead of this fight. And it's not just any fight. It's against a fighter with the surname of Ben. And given the wars that them two were involved in themselves, of course, they don't want to see their sons get hurt. They don't want to see anything bad happen to their son. And if he did get wind of this, like you've rightly pointed out there, I'm not surprised it has affected him as well. Because if he knew something which he clearly would have done because from what we've been hearing today, the 23rd of September's the date that they were found out, it all, it all kind of marries up and it all coincides with, you know, these events unfolding this week. So I'm not surprised Eubank Senior has, has had to go and get some extra support for his own mental health if that is the complete truth because I think I'd need it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I'm just looking now, it looks like it was Langford Hospital he checked himself into, but it's only three days ago that... He was. Uh, he said, this is how brain injuries occur. Chris Eubank Sr. calls for people to boycott the Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben fight. Speaks out again over the weight concerns before his son's big fight. I mean, look, it, it's like, um, it's, it's weird how that happened. And yet this has come out. And, and you know, sort of a, again, I, I'll say, it, you know, Eddie Hearn, it was lazy promoting from the, from the moment this fight was put on. You know, we was going to do like a little special uh, 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 on uh, the, the the main fight, the dad's fights and um, and sort of bring in the youngsters uh, before if this fight had gone ahead and, and, and such, we would have done that tonight, Sean, but we would have. And, uh, and you know, oh, it was quite enjoyable reading some of the, you know, the information and, and just remembering that fight, what re-watching that fight and, and what that brought to this country and, and to, to Britain itself and, and the times we were going through at the time in this country, very similar to what we're going through now. Um, and yeah, so it was it was really nice reminiscing. I, f- I felt myself more excited about doing that, to be honest with you, Sean, to, to be discussing the, the the original, the dad's fighting, you know, that was much more, got, got my ears 
pricked up and I was, uh, you know, I was really looking forward to it. And as I say, watching that fight again, it's just a great fight, great memories. But, you know, this has been tarnished badly. Um, and, and the fact that Eubank Senior is calling out, was calling out for it to be boycotted. And, you know, it's just lazy promoting by Eddie. Really lazy. The more I was watching, I just think he's so lazy. Like, he's he, he wants to tap in on this now. Why, why does he have to do it now? It didn't make sense to me. And it's like a fight that shouldn't be happening. It's just, it's just a pointless episode. I didn't see the point in it. And um, and I still don't, I, you know, I, I don't get it. Even if it does come back that Connor can fight on and it's for some strange reason he he isn't um, been cheating, which I find very, you know, I'm not saying he's he's in he's completely guilty, but it does look very very bad on his part. But if this fight does get rescheduled and go ahead again, I'm not. It doesn't get me going. Just you know, the fact is, is the dad's that fault. That was for a different era. We were fortunate enough, Sean, to live through it. I'm, you know, unfortunately, the one, the people that are around that didn't see it, you ain't going to see it. And and if, even if they did fight, it's not going to be the same fight. You know, Eubank, no matter what, even with the weight drain situation, I still believe he's the better boxer. And um, and I think he would have dealt with Connor, to be honest with you. Well, I went for a, a late <laughs> Connor Ben TKO, to be honest. And I'm laughing because <laughs> I think you? to myself, yeah, I did. Well, um, I, 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 that's kind of what I uh, decided that I was going to go for. And, you know, I feel like... Was it, was it the weight draining? Was it the uh, yes, draining? yes, exactly. It yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of on the basis of that potential and how it could affect him and, and not being at his natural weight. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's a likelihood that, you know, this could possibly happen. So now I feel like a complete tool because of the fact that this has all happened. And I'm thinking, bloody hell, I was picking Conor Ben just a couple of days ago, riding <laughs> riding solo on the preview show, talking about the fight. I mean, don't get me wrong. I try to look at it from both angles, as I always do. But, do you know, like, when you look at it in hindsight, now you think to yourself, bloody hell, like... I feel so silly now because, like, I know it's not my fault, but I feel so silly that I've put that sort of prediction in, thinking this is how this is how it potentially goes down. You know, I'm going to buy away from that for a moment and just say, no matter what you think about Chris Eubank Jr., how well has he conducted himself this week? Oh my goodness! I was just about to say, um, I've not been the biggest fan of Chris Eubank Jr. Hundred percent, I haven't. I'll admit that, and I wasn't the biggest fan of his dad, to be honest with you. I was always a, a Nigel Ben fan. I was always riding that side. But you know, as time's gone on, and with with perspective, you get you know you, you start growing a bit older, you and wiser, you start realising actually he was a bit of a talent, wasn't he? He was. It was only after that what people knock him, not Eubank as well, um, saying that Ben ruined him after that first fight. Not for me. Um, I think it was the Watson fight meant him up, just really ruined him mentally. And uh, lost that killer instinct. But, you know, going away from just completely uh, the subject there, Sean. But um, honestly, Chris Eubank Jr., I never really had much of a good word to say about him. And I used to, I felt like this fight as well was tailor made for him. He's calling out fighters that were below him. I used to think, what's he doing? Why is he doing it? He should be looking at, the, you know, the bigger names in the middleweight and super middleweight division. He shouldn't be wasting his time fighting smaller fellas. Um, but saying that, after everything that's happened and the way he's conducted himself, I have to say that um, he's almost come out of it uh, the better guy. I went into it being a Conor Ben fan, I suppose, and and now he's come out. We haven't even had the fight, and uh, yet I have to give him credit. I really do. I, I don't really do that, um, but you know, I'm, I'm I will stick by that. If someone does some, you know, if someone keeps their integrity and and they're not. Um, and he, he wanted the fight. Um, look, I've got to give him his dues, and I respect that. Well, he's the one that comes out of it more of a hero and Conor it's Ben comes out of the villain. More, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think at this stage of his career, you know, we've been calling for the big fights for Chris Eubank Jr. This fight now, they're saying, is officially postponed and not cancelled. We call it off because it is. It's off. We was expecting this fight in two days' time, and it's not happening. And you know, I think it's gonna help Chris Eubank Jr. if anything, and his popularity a bit more because of the way he's conducted himself this week. He's conducted himself in a bit more of a a more relaxed, more calm, not as brash manner. Still these sort of eloquent trash talking self at times, but at the end of the day, that's just his persona. He's always had that persona. And whilst I might not personally gravitate to that type of a persona in the sport, I've got to say he's handled himself really well, considering the yeah. situation that's been thrown in front of him. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's also trained hard for the fight he's also trained hard to make the weight clearly and you know you look at the workout yesterday and you look at his appearances in the interviews and stuff he looked pretty gaunt in the face to be honest looked pretty gaunt pretty dry to, to be honest I, I reckon he was really really struggling to make the weight contrary to what he was putting out on social media so you know with that in mind I think you know you've got to give him loads of credit for boiling himself down to do that and and, and putting himself even more at risk because if this would have gone on and this would have happened and something would have happened to Chris Eubank Jr do you know where would we be this sport would be tarnished massively it would would affect the sport massively it would affect all the smaller hall boxers massively because you could see like they'd be in some sort of ban imposed on the sport like it takes some sort of event like that to happen where boxing would be banned you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that, yep. that's how far it got, if that's the level it got to with it. And that's why I said at the start of the show, it's a skid mark on, on the on the, bo- on the world of boxing because it is just going to left a, a nasty taste in everybody's mouth because people kind of know that fighters or some fighters do juice and they do take performance-enhancing drugs. But because it's not found out that often or it's not made public knowledge that often, when it does get made public knowledge and these type of results come out there and it hampers a big fight like this, then that's when people's opinions change. My opinion this week has changed. Like, Conor Ben was one of my favourite fighters in the UK. He was one of the best prospects we had. And now all I think about is this guy... You know he's 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 more than likely gonna be proven guilty, and if he isn't, he's never gonna be able to live this down in his boxing career. No matter what he does from this point forward, this mark is always gonna be left on his career. So he could go on to become a welterweight champion of the world, and we'll be happy. But then we'll also be bittersweet as well because we'll think, well, hang on a minute, look what he did in that fight with Eubank Jr. leading up to that fight and even if he fights him and he wins or he loses like it's never going to be the same as it was before now and that's the thing that's that's the mark it's left and it's such a shame really is such a shame and it's so disappointing and I think you know sort of coming towards an end I think for me what it has shown this whole event this whole scenario over the past 24 hours is that the people that we sit here and joke about and slag off and have our moans about they've just come out of it even worse than the fighter himself the fighter that's tested positive on this sample you know the promoters are coming out of this worse eddie hearn in particular has come out of this shockingly bad shockingly shockingly bad and i think what it's done is it has exposed him quite a lot like people had these thoughts about him about you know where he's at and like even you said that when you were slating frank the other week you know you was talking about eddie isn't you know he isn't as bad as frank but surely something like this 
makes it makes him worse. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I said, I think the point I was trying to make at the time was I felt like he was a, a fresh face coming in, and you know he's got he's got different opinions and different angles. Look, I've always thought, and I said it already, that this was lazy promoting this fight. It always was lazy pro- promoting for me, and I felt that you know it was just a fight that he pushed, and um, you know, look look what the result and, and the fact that he's he tried to potentially push this. If the British Boxing Board of Control hadn't have turned around and said, we're not going to prohibit this fight. Um, this fight would have gone on. So, you know, you, they've they've managed to stand firm with that decision. And I'm pleased that they did. And, you know, the boxing board of control normally, um, they, we're normally slating those guys off. Um, I'm really pleased that they stood, stood firm and went by it because we had another situation with, didn't we have uh, Oscar Valdez that filed a yep. drug test and it went ahead in another commission. I don't know what, I can't remember. I don't know if that was a New York commission or what. I can't remember. It might have been, um, in, in Nevada or something, but um, I'll have to, I should have brushed up on that. But um, yeah, that was interesting because he failed a test and and it was a performance enhancing drug as well. Like there was no doubt about it. Uh, so yeah, for me, I mean that, that that was incredible. So I'm I'm pleased for the British Boxing Board of Control. But you're right, look, you know I was uh, I was harsh on Frank Warren, but I still don't. I, you know I'm I sounds harsh. He is a he's a melon. He's a melt, and he's an old man. He's a dinosaur. Um, I'm not the first person to call him a dinosaur. I believe it is Eddie Earner. I think Derek Chisora called him a dinosaur as well. He is, though. I mean, that's just the way it is. I think Bob Arum is and all. You know, they are pieces of shit. They're in it for the money. And so is Eddie. Eddie is, is an absolute greed. You could almost see the green eyes in him. How, how disappointed he was he's going to lose all this money. And I'm fucking glad he has. I hope he's so lost. I think he's, I hope he's lost a shitload of money. And he has to sell one of his motors or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I, I hope I hope it really has affected him. And I hope that um, he gets a lot of shit for it. I mean, he, he's got thick skin, though, Eddie. Eddie will just carry on and, and brush it off. And and in a few years, he'll be coming out contradicting himself again. You know, he's missed the contradiction, isn't he? But, you know, it just highlights the fact that promoters are only in it for themselves. They could not give a monkey's toss about fighters. And thankfully, the British Boxing Board of Control have actually taken it on themselves to realise, let's keep the, the, the integrity of the sport intact and let's look after these fighters. And that's a good thing. Um, you know, I ain't knocking that. And I, you've got to give a huge respect to them for not bowing down to the pressure of money. And that's the other thing, Sean. I mean, for once, for once, you know, money doesn't win in this in this shit show of, a, of, of boxing that we have at times. And it really is. And, and promoters that drive it, push it and persevere to try and get fights on when they really shouldn't be happening in the fucking first place um, and making people pay for it. I hope anyone that's bought tickets obviously get their money back. Unfortunately, if you've bought a hotel, you've got to fucking lose that money. Now, I feel for those guys, those people, those girls and boys that have gone and bought themselves a hotel somewhere for the evening and now they ain't got a fight to go to. That's shit as well for them. They ain't getting their money back. You know, yeah, next time, they probably won't even bother. And they, yeah, they won't know. They won't. They're all paying for the ticket, Sean. They won't give them for, for accommodation. They I won't. know. I know. I know. It's not part of the, the sort of the thing. They book you know, it. hotels independently, it's but it's bollocks, but isn't they it? Like it is. And they're the sort of people that have paid their money to come down here and watch a fight, and now they can't do it, and they they're going to lose money next time. They ain't going to go. Nope. You know, that, that's hurting the sport. That's hurting the sport, and that's down to people like Eddie, and who should have pulled the plug on this as soon as he knew. Mate, look, we we don't. I, I, 
it's just it's just confirmed the fact that promoters are wanky. And the other thing as well, I had some I can't, some geezer there sort of saying that um, what did he say? So I got a comment on the, me talking about Frank Warren. He's sort of saying I'm uh, I'm naive. I was like, do you know what? I'm not naive in any way. I believe I'm I'm complete opposite. I'm probably a bit more negative with the sport at times. Although I love it, I do. I get very negative with it, and it's hard for me sometimes to keep up to date with what's going on in the current scene because historic historically, you know. I, I believe it's better. It never was. Probably, there was probably people juicing left, right, and centre. We just didn't know it. But look, I just, I just feel that it, you know, it's just, it just hasn't. <laughs> Eddie looks like an absolute arsehole, a green-eyed monster. That, um, and I hope he does get hurt from it. I do. I hope he does. I don't. He won't. He'll uh, still earn loads of money from it, unfortunately. And and people still enjoy listening to him talk a lot of shit. But whatever. Yeah, I know. It's um, not. It's really not putting him in a good light at all. I'm. I'm really frustrated that the fight's not happening i'm even more frustrated that this has happened with conor ben i've got no sympathy or empathy for anyone on that side of the fence involved because this shouldn't have happened it's as simple as that the professional athletes that get paid at this level a shit load of money not just like you're a grand to fight and 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 also let's just before we end this show let's not forget Mm -hmm. as a result of this happening as a result of the selfishness of wanting to win a fight so badly that you've done what you've done to put yourself in this position and get got caught doing it. The people that were sharing the card with them, the people yep. that were supposed to be fighting and getting paid on this card, Ellie Scottney been quite vocal on Twitter today. Lyndon Arthur, another one who was on this card who, you know, many people were looking forward to the undercard. Harlem Eubank was on the undercard of this as well. And it's all these that are now losing out on being paid for all the work they've put in. Again, just like the top two, the main event, they've put the work in, in the gym, and now they're losing money. And it makes you wonder, like, why people end up quitting the sport. Like, And, and you know what? Sorry to interrupt you, but Eddie ain't going to pay him back. I mean, that's the craziest. Eddie should be fronting that bill again. He should be, but he won't. No, of course he won't. He's not going to do that. He's, you know what I mean? They, they, they've got their own expenses. They get the fight purse, and, 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 that, and that's that at the end of the fight. Whatever they get, they pay the trainers, the managers, whatever deals they've got in place, whoever they need to pay, they pay, and then what's left over is theirs. But the fact that they're not fighting essentially means they're not going to get a purse as a result of it, unless there's some sort of contractual arrangement yeah, you'd where think they there do. Must be something like that, where there would be something in the guidelines to suggest. But it's, it's not. It's not yeah, I'm but Johnston, it's not even just that. A lot of them just want to fight. A lot of them just yeah, want to be know. in the ring yeah, and I fight. Know. So right. it's it's yeah. just it's just a massive letdown for all of them on the undercard, as well as everybody that were travelling to go and see it. Yeah, people will get a refund on the tickets. They won't get a refund on the travel or the hotel. And like you say, it will hurt the sport because the next time it comes up, if it happens again later on in the year maybe december or early next year do you really think people are going to go out and pay for the pay-per-view now knowing what's happened Uh, especially if you know conor ben does be proven to be a drugs cheat even if he doesn't and he manages to worm his way out of the situation the the thing is why the hell would you want to pay for the pay-per-view not being funny but everyone's going to be going using streaming services everyone's going to go and use iptv everyone's going to go and use cody boxes whatever it is they can find to get this fight on there's not a chance that their pay-per-view buys were going to be anything what they would have been this weekend as a result of what's happened now so if effectively a lot of people lose out 
on a lot of money for this fight in many, many different ways. And I agree, as much as, you know, I've enjoyed being around Eddie Hearn's shows and, you know, being a part of the interview process, I've interviewed the guys, you know what I mean? I've, I've, had, I've had time with him and, you know, for me, it's just disappointing that it shows him in such a light now that it makes you really wonder what intentions he really has with fighters in the sport and it makes you wonder about a lot of the fighters that ended up leaving him or moving on from him when they come out with their stories later on down the line and they talk about horror stories of not being treated very well and whatever else it is that that he's possibly done or not done you know it's not good it doesn't make him look good but then for every one of them sad stories there's always about five or six of them that are always positive you know where it's not affected a fighter or it's not affected their team and you know they'll do nothing but support him and as a result of that he'll continue to get away with being a part of shams like this and that's essentially what it is it's just turned into a shit show and a sham and it's just a shame for people like us who are fans of the sport and for people that are genuinely going down to watch this it does leave a massive massive dirty shitty skid mark on the sport of boxing (laughs) as a result of of all this happening so you know what they are my final thoughts a big dirty shitty skid mark has been left as a result of this saga (laughs) yeah Uh, i agree mate it's just it's a load of um it's it's like the bollocks to be honest with you. It's 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 a mess. It is, and you know the only thing is it's not happening. I mean that's the only thing we could say. I actually felt that when we was going to be discussing this tonight, I thought we was, we were still going to be discussing the fact that it might actually still be on. Um, so I'm really pleased that they've squashed that and moved that on quite quickly because um yeah there was no way this fight could have happened. Uh, it would have been bad. It'd have been real bad for the sport. Even if no one even want to come out sort of okay for me I still feel that it would have been a, an absolute joke if it had have carried on and continued and hopefully they learnt their mistakes from the Dillian White fight but it's saying that that Dillian White fight that information didn't come out until after the fight did it I mean that is even crazy like, like the next day I believe we started hearing about um, Dillian White uh, failing his A sample but yeah I mean look we're just going to have to wait and see what happens look, he is innocent until proven guilty no matter what our thoughts are and what the drug is that they've found in his system so we have to be you know, you got you got to just take it that way. You know, he ain't guilty yet. Um, although it looks pretty bad for him. Let's see what happens. Um, I don't think this fight should have happened in the first place, and I still don't think it should, and even more so now. Um, so yeah. I mean when I when I did hear that someone was potentially one of the fighters was having drug, sort of had fouled some some sort of drug test, I actually assumed it was gonna be uh Chris Eubank Jr. in terms of weight cutting. I thought it was so that was bad on my part. He he absolutely wasn't him, but yeah, um, not good, mate. Uh, but we have got a bit of integrity left by the fact this fight's been called off. Yeah, and I think that's the, the best outcome of it all. And there's a lot of people involved in the sport. One of our friends, Chris Wardrobe, who comes on the show, now again fills in as a great substitute for yourself. He's been messaging me the last two days talking about it. And, you know, Chris how much of a shitty skid mark has been left on this sport now as a result. Me and him have both been chatting about this over the last 24 hours. It's absolutely horrendous. It's been one of the worst periods in British boxing recently and probably will be for quite some time. Like, judges' scorecards, yep. We talk about them for weeks, even months. Something like this will just linger on like a bad fart in an elevator now for a long, long time. So I'm really, really disappointed. I'm up, and I'm upset. We've got no major, major fights now. Obviously, I mentioned there is a good fight going on in America. Sebastian Fundora versus Carlos Acampo. I mentioned it in the big fight preview. 
that's probably the best fight I'd say go and tune into this weekend now as we close the show and as always thank you for listening we hope you've enjoyed the episode and our thoughts and feelings and opinions and again that's just all they are and if you have your own opinions on what's happened here any thoughts on anybody involved in it is he guilty are you going to label him guilty already or do you think we need to give him a bit more time to find out a lot more information behind the matter then let us know on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, and you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, you can find us on TikTok, you can find us pretty much everywhere across social media these days. So please do follow us on any of them platforms. And if you've not subscribed to the audio podcast, then please do it on Apple, on Google, on Spotify, or just wherever you get your podcast. Just type in BTR Boxing Podcast, you'll find this podcast and all our series based content. And a final Final mention on the show to the patrons of the podcast. I'm going to give a big shout out to each and every single one of you, just because. Love we you, abs- baby. Yeah, I love you, baby. Thank you so much for supporting us. We do genuinely appreciate it. Thanks so much for all the support that you've given us and thank you to everybody else into the show and you know what if you're not a patron yet and you're interested in becoming one my advice to you would be to go and check it out at patreon.com forward slash btr boxing podcast we've currently got a patron only series going on at the moment called boxing through the decades where myself and you johnston we're going over the last 120 years of boxing in the sport and all the fighters that were involved in it and ultimately what we're trying to achieve out of that is to try and find the best weight categories over the years the best fighters over the years and we are going to try and compile as hard as it's going to be our ultimate top 10 of all time during that period of time it's one hell of a task and it's going to be one hell of a series two episodes are now available on patreon only on patreon website or you can find the patreon private feed if you do become a patron please come and check out all the membership tiers on there it would be appreciated if you could support us but if you can't the support can come in other ways by retweeting resharing on facebook resharing on tiktok wherever whatever you can do to support us it's always truly appreciated and with that That is everything for this episode. Thank you for listening to this reaction to Eubank Jr. and Ben being called off. And we'll see you next week. Podcast Network.